Hey, hey, you found us. This is Grooming Unleashed, where we learn and talk about the ins and outs of the pet grooming industry. From pro groomers and salon owners to show hosts and dog handlers, we'll jump into the stressful and crazy stories of the day-to-day operations of the crazy world of grooming. I'm your host, Ryan Alvarez. Our podcast is sponsored by Loyalty Pet Products. Loyalty Pet Products provides quality grooming tools and accessories at an affordable price. From shears to stripping knives to smocks and hammocks, Loyalty Pet Products has an essential tool to fit your expectation and style. Use code UNLEASHED to save 10% today. Loyalty Pet Products, uniquely designed, beautifully priced. Hello, my name is Kevin Alvarez, and you are listening to Grooming Unleashed. I am a guest host today as my younger brother, Ryan Alvarez, is sick. And the idea was he was going to interview me. And uh, I have an internet marketing company called Blue Links Marketing that I started in 2008. And so for the last 11 years, I've been helping small business owners with... Uh, marketing consulting, and really a focus on internet marketing, mainly because it's it's affordable, it's also measurable, and so it's a good medium, uh, especially for smaller business owners. So Ryan thought it would be good if I, if I shared some of the knowledge I have in, in the years that I've been working. Uh, my agency is a partner with Google, and really all that means is we have managed uh, a lot of uh, advertising campaigns for clients. We also follow Google's best practices, and um, and 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 we've taken certification tests, so it proves we know what we're doing. So I'm going to try to impart some of the knowledge I have uh, to you. I also, uh, as I'm doing this as a podcast, I'm also doing a a live recording on video too that I'll, I'm going to record my screen as well so I can share some of the things that I see. Um, so yeah, there's a lot to go over and unfortunately there's a million different directions I can go. There's a million things we can talk about, but to try to keep it simple, uh, loyalty pet products who sponsors grooming unleashed, uh, posted a survey on Facebook and the question and I had asked them to do this so I have a better understanding of, of how I can help you best. The question was, on average, how much money do you spend per month on advertising? And the answers were starting at zero to, I think, I don't know, uh, less than $150 up to a thousand plus. The answers uh, that came back, it was a resounding Zero. Uh, so most groomers, it seems, do not spend any money on advertising. And I can understand that and I appreciate it. And as a matter of fact, uh, even though my business is in marketing and advertising, and we've probably managed, gosh, I would say in the last 11 years, at least $6 million to probably $8 million in advertising, um, which sounds like a lot, but really it's not. But we've managed that much in advertising, but the amount that we've actually spent ourselves to, to market our business is, is 
almost non-existent. So I do understand this. And, and part of the reason is I think if you are providing exceptional service and the work speaks for itself and, and you're just making sure your customers are, are satisfied and you're in a service-based business like, like I am and you are, um, your, your inventory that you sell is your time and you only have so much of it. It's not easily scalable. Um, I mean, you can scale, but it requires finding good people, training good people, et cetera. So I think a lot of the groomers listening to this are in that position where they have a, you know, they've built a nice little business for themselves. Um, however, I will say this, you have to take into account a supply and demand curve. And I'm going through this myself with my business right now. We have a lot of businesses coming to us asking, hey, you know, can you help us build a website? Can you help us with um, SEO, manage ad campaigns, you name it. Um, unfortunately, there's only so much time in the day and I've got to grow the business. So long story short is when you have this situation where your supply of time is low, but the demand of your services are high, that's usually a good indicator that it's time to start raising some prices. And one of the thoughts here with that is if, if that is the case, you have to ask yourself, okay, am I in a position where I can make either the same amount of money working fewer hours and therefore have a better quality of life or work the same amount of hours, make more money. And therefore maybe I don't have to work as many years, um, looking forward in, into your career. Or third, actually there's four, third would be, can I grow my business? Can I open up a second location? Can I hire uh, more help and, and take in the business? If, if you're a real entrepreneur, um, my belief is, yeah, you want to make money, but more importantly, you don't want to turn people away, especially if you know you're delivering good quality service. Um, it, it's it's not fun to tell someone, no, I can't help you because I don't have time. So I think part of growing a business is because you, you know, you're offering something of value and you want to help. And, uh, I guess the fourth, the fourth thing there, uh, in terms of how, when you're in this situation where, where your supply demand curve is where it's at is, can you maybe start, uh, segmenting your, your business or, uh, in a way that maybe you take in only, uh, the types of new clients that you really want. So for example, maybe there's uh, specific types of dogs that you really enjoy grooming, or there's specific types of people you really like working with. And, you know, from that end, maybe you can look at marketing as a way to start really honing in on, on your brand so that you're doing the type of work you really love. And uh, so these are just some things to consider. Uh, one thing I will not do in this podcast, and I don't believe anyone should ever do this. There is no silver bullet with marketing. So a lot of people, uh, you hear say, oh, well, you need to do SEO or you need to do Facebook or you need to do Instagram or you need to do YouTube or you need to post content, whatever it is. The thing is, it really depends on, on you as an owner and what you're comfortable doing. Two, depends on your business and where it's at. Uh, we, we like to do something called a SWOT analysis, which maybe I'll just briefly explain what that is. It, 
basically where you make a matrix on a piece of paper and in one section of the paper you have your strengths and you you write down authentically what your strengths of your business are the other is the other in SWOT SWOT so S for strengths W for weakness O for opportunities and T for threats so if you can you know spend some time on a weekend really evaluating your business from this standpoint and creating a SWOT analysis that will help you start to determine what direction you want to go in terms of maybe growing your business and how some of these other marketing tactics that people throw out there um, really apply. So, I, you know, I don't want to get into the details of, of creating a SWOT analysis, but I really believe that it's it's good for a business owner to occasionally revisit that. Or if you've never done one before, I would recommend, um, you know, just doing it. it doesn't have to be perfect but it allows you to basically self-evaluate the business and and as well as your local market conditions and and competitors as well um i will have at the end of this video i'll post a link because i i'm going to mention a lot of different things and i know a lot of you might be listening uh to the podcast while you're driving you may not be able to see the video so what i want to do is i'm going to have a link where you can download a lot of the stuff that I'm, I'm referring to. So, um, you know, like I said, there's a million different possibilities here. What I want to try to do is give a good general um, advice and some resources to get you started. So I think I've kind of touched on a lot of things already here, but there's still a lot more to go over. Um, you know, again, based on that survey where you can see a lot of uh, groomers don't really want to spend any money or it's not that they don't want to, maybe they don't feel they need to spend money on advertising and, you know, kind of related on, on some of that is where your business can maybe still improve, even though you're, you're super busy right now and you, you don't really want new clients. To me, marketing is not always just about taking in new clients. Um, a, a huge part of marketing is client retention. And so I want to talk about something um, that's important. And when this is one of these things where I think everybody inherently understands it, but very few people actually do this. And I know, I know this because of experience with the clients we've worked with for 11 years. And what this, what I'm referring to is something called the lifetime or the average lifetime value of your customers. And essentially what this means is as you, as a new client comes in or your existing clients that you already have, you understand that, that the total revenue that this client is going to bring your business should be this average amount. And I put a, together a spreadsheet and we'll kind of go through it on the video here and I will have a link to it um as well that you can download this and you'll have a copy on google sheets and by the way we'll get to that too if you do not have a google account the number one thing i will say is create a google account i absolutely am not a huge fan of google even though we're a google partner and we we do a lot with them um they have a really large stranglehold on on the internet as a whole 
But if you're a business owner, uh, there are so many reasons to create a Google account, including Google Analytics, Google My Business, um, Google Tag Manager, using their suite of products like Google Sheets, Google Drive, Gmail, there's on and on and on. But if you're going to do any serious like business growth, or if you, you, you pretty much essentially need to have a Google account. So if you have a Google account, you have a link to this, um, this sheet I put together that helps you calculate what the average lifetime value of your customers are. And we'll go through it really quick, but essentially what you want to do here is define a period of time. It, you could go very, very rough on this and just pull numbers from your head and say, you know what, my average customer spends whatever, whatever the average uh, ticket value is after you groom a dog, it might be whatever, let's say $100. Um, so that's the first step is, okay, what's the average purchase value? One way to calculate this, like rather than just pulling the number from your head, would be to find a window of time, maybe in this case on the example I have here is one quarter. So we would look at say quarter one of 2019. So from January 1 through March 31st, that's the time frame we're gonna measure. And you can look and go, okay, what was my total revenue during this time frame? In the example, it's $100,000. And what was the total number of transactions? You know, how many actual receipts did you write? In this case, I put the total number of transactions at 1,000. So that tells me my average purchase value is $100. Now, again, you can, if you're, if you're doing any basic accounting, you should be able to figure this out relatively quick. And again, the idea is just to get an average, not an exact number, but that gives you a pretty good indication of the average value per transaction. The second part, of this step is to calculate the average frequency rate. In other words, how often do your clients make a transaction? Again, you can estimate this. You can just say, uh, you know, normally the customers come in every two months or every three months. And that's, that's fine as well. But if you want to get a, if you've got accounting done, you might as well get the actual number. It won't take you that long. What you can do here is same thing. You look at that same period of time. So we did quarter one, 2019. And we said there were 1,000 transactions, but now you want to look to see how many of those transactions were from unique customers. So you're basically eliminating, you just want to know, okay, I have five, in this case, in the example, we had 500 different customers come in, making those 1,000 transactions. Again, it's an average. You might have had some customers that came in five times and another that came in one, but the average in this case would be Two. So I had 1,000 transactions and I had 500 different customers. So my average purchase frequency rate is two. We take the next step of the process and we calculate the average customer value, which it's already calculated because all we're doing now is taking the average purchase value times the average purchase frequency rate. So it's $100 times two. So we know that in, a, in the period of time that we're talking about, a quarter, March, January 1 through March 31st, we have a customer, average customer value of $200. Now, the next step is to ask yourself, realistically, how long do your customers stay with you? So we were measuring in quarters. Um, so I might say, you know what? Normally, a customer stays with me for 
four years, three years, whatever it is. And again, you're looking for an average. And then all you do then is you put in the, the number of quarters. In this case, I, I'm assuming the, the average lifespan of my clients is four years. So I'll take 16 quarters times the $200 value, average value. And that gives me an average customer lifetime value of $3,200. Now, here's why this is important. Here's why from how, how it applies to marketing. One is just good for business owners to know this because now you can relay to your team and you know yourself too, you really want to maintain these customers for that average period. If not improve these numbers. So two ways to improve the numbers, um, try to get them to stay with you for five years, six years. So increase the amount of time that they stay with you. Maybe also increase the frequency, how often they're coming into your shop. And you can do that by, uh, general reminders. And we'll get into some of those tactics on things you could do. Um, and then the third is, is you might want to also try to provide more value to your clients and therefore increase the average, uh, value per order. But I think it's really important because it, it, if you do spend either the time or the money in trying to acquire new customers, you realize very quick, it's much easier to keep existing customers happy and, um, increasing this lifetime customer value, or at least maintaining the average versus constantly trying to go out and get new clients. Uh, because advertising, it can be expensive. And when I say expensive, I do want to kind of deviate really quick and do another topic. I'm going to mention this throughout the podcast, this idea of advertising cost. And it doesn't always necessarily mean just the cost of the ad itself. So if I'm going to run Facebook ads, obviously I got to pay Facebook or if I'm going to run Google ads, I got to, I got to pay Google. Those are financial costs, but even doing things like, um, taking time to post, uh, take photos and, and write posts and putting that on Facebook. It, it is free, uh, I guess, if you're going to do an organic Facebook post, but it takes time. It takes effort. It takes energy to do those things. So nothing is entirely free. Um, there is a, a cost associated with everything. So what lifetime value per customer does, it really helps you understand like to what level of efforts it makes sense. So if we take it strictly from a, a cost expense standpoint, if I know that my average new customer I bring in, again, this is an average, some are going to be more than others. But if I can say, you know what, I'm going to spend $20 to attract a new customer into my grooming shop. You might think, you know what, I'm not really making that much money because uh, I spend, let's just say it's $50. I spend $50 to attract a new customer, but I only charge 70 for the groom. It's not worth my time, but you got to think if that person that you're charging 70 and you can keep them happy and they stay with you for three, four or five years, now it is worth spending the money on the advertising. Plus can this new client that I bring in, are they going to refer other business to me? So it really changes the mindset in terms of how you approach advertising. Uh, you know, one thing's for certain, and we'll get into measurements and, and things like that too. Advertising should never be viewed 
as a cost, should be viewed as an investment. And the only way you can properly do that is if you are measuring um, your, your efforts. So if you're running a Facebook ad campaign or Google ad campaign, um, anything, you really want to make sure you have good measurement protocols in place so that you know what tactics, what efforts that you're exerting energy, cost, et cetera, are actually working. So I'm going to, I'm going to, um, I've been talking and I know throwing a lot of information out right now. I'm going to take a quick pause and, um, we'll get back to this in one second. On over, uh, the idea of marketing also includes retention, not always just attracting new customers. Um, and again, going back to the fact that a lot of the, a lot of the feedback that we saw was the groomers just don't want to spend any money on advertising or whether, again, whether they want to or don't want to, or they can, or they can't. The fact is, I think, I think the majority of the people listening want to know very low cost or no cost methods. So I mentioned, I mentioned that there, you, you kind of need to have a Google account. So one of the things I want to stress is obviously create a Google account. If you haven't done that, it's, it's fairly simple. You can just open up a Gmail account and now you've got a Google account. Um, once you have that first thing, absolutely, whether you have a website or not, whether you're doing any marketing at all or not, you owe it to your customers to make it easy for them to find you. And so, and also new prospects to find you. So the, the first thing I'm going to recommend you do is type your name into Google. You should see a local result. Uh, what I mean by that is on the right side of the page here, we'll do one here. Let's find, uh, we'll find a company here. We're, I'm going to, I'm going to do everything based on as if we're in San Diego today in these examples. So we see here, I just typed in San Diego groomers in Google. And you can see here, we'll just kind of go a quick rundown of what all this means. So you can see here, there's 335,000 results. And what that means is Google's index has got 335,000 pages that it can show you that relates to San Diego groomers. Now, obviously, if you're not on page one or page two, and even that's arguable, uh, if you're not on page one, though, the chances of this being relevant to you and to your customers is almost zero. So the challenge obviously is you want to get on this page, but that's not what I'm going to go over right now. What I'm going to go over right now is making sure that even people who know your brand name and are looking for you, it's easy for them to find you. And that's so important. All right. So I typed in San Diego groomers. We see 335,000 results. Now, this first box here, this is important, especially as a, as a groomer for you to understand what's happening here. And a little bit of this is kind of like future proofing your business. So you can see these first results and these are sponsored. Not only are they sponsored, they've got this like check mark. It says Google guaranteed. And so what's happened here is these, these companies have basically paid, they're, they're working like kind of a partnership with Google. And what happens is anytime someone books through this phone number or through this ad, Google's going to take a percent of 
the revenue. I don't like this business model at all. And unfortunately, and we see this in like the home services industry and, and now with like any kind of services for that matter. Um, you know, if your business is depending on attracting new things and you've got to go this route where you're basically giving a percent to Google for each time, it's really not a good position for your business to be in. Do these work? Probably. Absolutely. Um, and especially on a mobile phone, if we took a, if we took a mobile phone view here, uh, I gotta, I'd have to change some things, but that, that real estate on the screen is more pronounced on a mobile phone. So these results actually take up, you know, a, a large section of the visibility. So on top of these, uh, these local ads that are sponsored with the Google guarantee and the stars, then right underneath that, you have more ads. So you have three more ads here. And then we get into a Google map with three businesses listed. Sometimes they might show more, they might show five. And then you get into the actual search results. So you've got to scroll down quite a ways before you actually see the number one ranked, organically ranked uh, result. And in this case, number one result is Yelp. Number two result is Yelp. Number three result is Yelp. Number four result is Yelp. Then expertise.com. And then finally, I get to an actual San Diego like business, I think. It's uh, San Diego Grooming Academy. So with this in mind, if someone, if a groomer came to me and said, oh, I need to, I need to really work on getting, we want to be ranked number one in Google, I would quickly caution and say, look, I, I get it. You want to be. But even if you do get ranked number one, which will be a tough challenge to overcome Yelp, um, how much visibility are you going to get because the users have to scroll down. However, the map part is extremely important and we'll get into this in a second. This is where the Google My Business aspect comes in. So we're going to look here. So Debbie's Pet Grooming San Diego. We're going to type this in and I want to show you. Just make sure we're getting the right Debbie's Pet Grooming. Okay, so this is what I mean by the like the local results. You type in, like in this case, we typed in a, a specific business name. Maybe I, I'm a client already, or maybe a friend, I was at a party and a friend said, oh, I take my dog to Debbie's Pet Grooming. Well, I'm gonna want to quickly pull that information up. And so if I type the name into Google, this here makes it super easy for me to not only find the business, the location, I can see photos, I can see reviews, I can get directions, I can save it as a favorite spot, I can click a button and, and call. So you wanna make sure that your business has this. And the way to do that is again, create a Google account, go to business.google.com and claim your business. Now your business may be showing up. So when you type your name, Google may be showing a local result like you see here. However, if you haven't claimed it yet, you're not going to be able to manage it and and get insights, which are extremely important. Um, you you want to be able to upload photos. You want to be able to you know announce make announcements in terms of like maybe special promotions. Uh, the more you can update this, the better off you're. Because what happens here is what Google wants to see 
They want to see validation. They want to see consistency. So if what the what they don't what Google doesn't want is to be showing information, business information like this to uh, for a business that maybe no longer exists. So the more signals that you can give Google that you're still operating, that your hours are what they say they are and what they have, uh, that the phone number is correct, the better off. They want to show results that they're pretty confident are accurate. And so when you claim the listing, when you claim this, your, your listing, you can ensure that all that information is correct. And then second, you might want to do a check as well to make sure that all the other, all the other directories, all the other online directories where your, your business information might be is consistent. So that I'm referring to, like, say the Yahoo, Yelp, um, you know, any directory where your business is at, you want to make sure that the information is consistent. Same address, same exact business name, same phone number, same hours, et, et cetera. Because these, these different directories, they kind of reference each other. And if the information is inconsistent, Google starts questioning, like, I don't know, we, we're not 100% sure this is right. When they have more certainty that the information is right, and again, when you claim it, and you're telling them these are my hours, their confidence goes up. Therefore, you appearing not just for your brand name, but for San Diego, in this case, San Diego Pet Grooming, you your chances of appearing on those local results increase dramatically. So this is a very inexpensive, it doesn't cost you any actual dollars. It just costs you some time to go through and do this and claim it. Um, we offer a service to help businesses claim their listings, make sure the information is consistent across the board. And then also, um, you know, we, we update it for some clients that don't really have the time to go through and up, you know, add new photos, but you should be able to do that on your own. Um, I, I can post a link, uh, and the reference material that you can download later that will give you kind of a walkthrough on how you can claim your listing if, if you've never done that before. Okay. So now, uh, that's probably the number one tip I can explain that will probably, if you haven't done this, this will help your business dramatically. Uh, when, when you do this though, too, you're, you'll have your account that you can manage. You also see something called insights. And when you click insights, you get to see how often your business has appeared. You also get to see what, um, is triggering your business appearing. And one of the things that we've noticed a lot recently in the last couple of years, especially is voice type of searches being, uh, utilized. So an example is, you know, like, Hey Siri or, or Hey Alexa, Hey Google, whatever. Okay. Google people are using their phones more and more now for voice search. And this is so important because this kind of ties into a few different things. Um, if you're, if you have a website, you want to optimize your website for this information. And I guess the best way to explain it is this. You might have your address on and the business hours, etc., on your, on your website, but there's something called schema and schema allows you to not just have the word or the phone number, but it's telling all of these like spiders that crawl the sites again, Alexa and, and Siri, all of them, when you are 
definitively classifying that information as this is the phone number, this is the address, this is the business name, this is the type of business, that helps you show up for these search results as well when people are using like the voice search. So I wanna show you how important this is because in the US, we can look here, we've got a tool called uh, SEM Rush that we use for keyword research and competitive research. And so just the, the term groomers near me, um, every month in the US, there's 74,000 of those searches. Now, doesn't mean there's 74,000 in your specific geographical area, but I can assure you that there are definitely every every month people are type are saying or typing in groomers near me and you want to be aware of this because if you type like i would recommend you go into google from from your shop or whatever type that in and see if you show up on the on page 1 if you're not you definitely want to you know if you're if you're wanting to grow and again, it's not even always about growing. You want to make it easy for your customers to find you. Um, but this would be something I would look at. And if you're not showing up, then you might want to take a look at some things. If you do not have a website, I highly, highly recommend having a website. I know right now we're in the, we're in the world where everyone thinks, okay, well, I've got my Facebook page and that's enough. It's not. And I'll explain why. There's actually six or seven advantages of having your own website, aside from what most people think. Um, I mean, one, it gives you an added visibility and makes your business look more professional. But aside from that, there's some other benefits. And second, you might have a Facebook page and you might have a thousand fans of it. And maybe you want to, you know what, business is slow and you want to say, I really, I want to be open on Black Friday or I want to be open on the day before Thanksgiving, because it's, and you want to post like a special announcement. You can post that on Facebook, but the reality, if you have a thousand likes, you might have 5%, 10%, if you're lucky, of your fans, your followers, whatever, actually see that. So I think there's a lot of people have a misconception that they're, that when they post something on Facebook, everyone automatically sees it. And that's definitely not the case. So let's talk about building a website for your, for your grooming shop. You don't need to go over the top and I'm not proposing to have anything super sophisticated. Um, I would recommend having at least a one page site and this ties back into the Google, my business and using that schema information where you're able to specifically say what your hours are, your, your address, the type of business, the name, all of that will tie in. So for no other reason than that alone, you want to make a web page. Two, I would, I would invest a little bit of money to make sure that the web page looks good because it is your business card. It's how it's a lot of people might be the first impression they have of you. So if the shop comes across as, hey, they really don't pay attention to detail on how they present themselves, how much attention are they going to pay to the way they present my dog or how they cut the hair of my dog. So I think you want to spend a little bit of time and effort to make it look professional. Now, functionally, there's a lot of benefits of having the website. And I want to get into these because a lot of this is kind of, I don't want to say unknown, but it's often overlooked. 
So why, why have a website in this day and age with Facebook and social media? Well, a couple reasons. And I kind of touched on a couple already. But remember I said if you wanted to run a promotion and you post it on Facebook you're, and you're hoping that your Facebook followers see it. But the reality is, I mean, we know like 95% of your, of your fans will not see organic posts. So what I believe in is the power of email marketing. You don't want to email your clients excessively, but in the type of business that you have where you're really dependent on like retention um, and going back to the customer lifetime value, you want to make sure that you're, cust you're staying in front of your customers in a, in a educational, informative way. So if you have this like occasional special sale and you want them to see it, you're really going to have a much easier time communicating these uh, benefits if you have an email list or you have the ability to, to text them. Um, and using like text messaging uh, systems to to get these messages across. But realistically, the only way you can do that is if you have an email sign-up form or some sort of data collection, um, either on, you know, you can collect this information too at the shop. You can ask for your clients' emails, you can ask for their text, but you need to have some sort of permission to say, we can send you promotional offers easiest way to do that is, is through a website um, and then using like a email uh, service provider such as MailChimp or I don't recommend constant contact. There's a few out there. Uh, MailChimp's pretty good. Um, actually, there's another one I recommend called Send in Blue. I'll have a link for that as well. And um, there's a few others. But so benefit of having a website, you're able to capture email addresses of your clients. Um, second, you can do retargeting as well, and it's very inexpensive. So if you want to run ads to your existing customers or people that are coming to your website, um, running retargeting ads helps build your brand a little bit at a very, very inexpensive cost. It's also a way where you can maybe say, look, I, I want to show ads to people at a certain time frame after they visit my website. So you can say, hey, if they come to my website, I want to show my ads for three days after. And then I want to show those another ad a month after. Maybe it's time again, maybe they're going to reconsider that maybe they didn't come in. So there's a lot of ways to use retargeting, but you can only do that if you have a website and you're bringing them to you. Or you could do Facebook remarketing too if you get them to your Facebook page. But I really believe the the benefit of having at least a one-page website is is crazy high and and you don't it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. Um, other benefit of a website is using it to allow your clients to book online. I think right now people want convenience. Um, it's not that costly to implement. I know there's a, a couple um, third-party services out there that allow you to take bookings online and they make it very easy to embed that on your own web page. Um, we're actually considering developing something too, that would, that could possibly work in this regard. Um, so email signups, online bookings, the schema information to help your site be found on the local results. The other is, um, 
like installing analytics and, and getting a better idea of the type of people. When I say type, I mean, as people come to your website, you can see geographically where they're coming, like what areas, maybe, maybe you see a lot of people in a certain area that are coming to your site, but you're not getting enough business from that portion of the city. You know, you can, as you collect this data, a lot of times we can make marketing decisions on it, but a lot of times we've also helped businesses with business, like actual business decisions by saying, Hey, look, you're getting a lot of interest from this section of town, but they're not coming through. It might be the distance. So they're interested, but then they realize, Oh, wow, that's kind of far away. Possibly you could open up a mobile grooming service to counter that service that area, maybe a second shop in that area. There's a lot of benefit of collecting this data and analytics, Google analytics allows you to do that if you have your own website. Um, and then the last thing I'll, I'll touch on relating to websites, if you already have a website, I would strongly encourage you to, uh, there's a couple small things you can do to help you be found on page one. And let me kind of, I'll go back to the screen here. And if you're watching this on YouTube, I apologize that it's been like static on this one screen the whole time. Um, but hopefully what I'm saying has value. So what I've done here in this tool, I typed in groomers near me. We already saw that there are 74,000 every month. Um, but then I can see here there's, there's 767 other phrases that are related to groomers near me. And we're going to look at these really quick. And so where I'm going with this is I mentioned before, you know, a groomers near me and you had all these results ads, and then you had Yelp, 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 Yelp. So even if you were ranked number one, you'd have a hard time even being found. What I like to do is look for what we call long tail keywords, keywords that are not just the generic, you know, uh, San Diego groomer. But we want to look for things that maybe set you apart and make you unique. So we, we look for some that have good, good volume, but we also can gauge on like what, how people like the mindset of people and maybe some special niches that we could rank for that help you be found. And once you know what those are, then you can change the title tag on your website. And by doing that, you're helping, you're basically telling Google in the title tag, my site is about this, or this is our specialty. And then when you rank, that's what shows up. So as people type these, what we call long tail search terms in, you have a higher probability of being found just by default, whatever city you're in. So if your title tag right now just says dog groomer, it's not really helpful. Um, you're better off saying whatever town dog grooming and better than that would be you know maybe if you're mobile dog grooming you put town mobile dog grooming and so we look for these different potential long tail keywords and then also this helps us look to see the kind of the mindset of what people are looking for and how they're doing their searches when they're looking for new groomers so you can see obviously groomers near me is the, is the most in this particular thing um but then you have best dog groomers near me. And normally, and here's another with best, best. Um, here's another pet groomers near me prices. 
So these are the price conscious uh, people. Another one with best pet groomers near me. Um, when Google, when people are typing in best, they're typically looking for like third party objective reviews. So what I would recommend in something like this, if you just put like on your title tag of your homepage, we're the best groomers near you. It doesn't necessarily, it's not effective. What I would recommend though is having a page on your website that is like full of good reviews where people are saying that you are the best groomers and you could put on the title tag there and on the header to the headline, you know, um, why our customers consider us the best groomers in whatever city. So you're doing it in a way it's kind of organic. And then, then you let the reviews kind of validate that claim that you're the best. So there's just one way you can try to, uh, and this is another reason why to have a website, because as you see these different, uh, as you see these different search terms come in, you can now create concepts and content and pages to help you rank for some of these things. Here's another one. Here's a great one. Golden doodle groomers near me. If this is, if you do this, if you type that in and you have a page all about golden doodles and show pictures of you or videos of you showing and proving that you have experience with this, the probability of that person doing that search when they land on that page of, of them at least calling you is exceptionally high because you're not just a groomer. You're a groomer that's addressing an exact need. Um, here's another dog groomers that hand strip near me. Again, you got an educated customer there. They know what they're looking for. If you can demonstrate and, and you literally can do the hand stripping and you show them that this is you, that's you're in. So um, dog groomers that hand strip near me. So maybe you have a page about hand stripping, the benefits of it, um, the, the tools you use, how you're an expert at it show some photos, maybe a video. This is why having a website is so important because there's 210 of these searches every single month. And that's just for that. If I looked at the actual like rel related terms to dog groomers that hand strip near me, that's an exact match. That means 210 people every single month type that. There's other variations of people looking for dog groomers that do hand stripping. And you add all those up, you know, again, taking take into account what we talked about with the lifetime value as well. Um, is it worth spending a day to put a page together that talks about this and putting content together about it? If it's going to get you maybe say, so let's about 3000 searches a month for the, for that exact term. Again, depending on your, the city you're in, how populated it is, et cetera. But for me, my argument would be do it. Yeah, because there's going to be some people throughout the year typing that in, in your area. And those that are looking for a hand strip, a hand stripper, you want to be the one that demonstrates you can do it. Uh, here's another uh, long tail, aggressive dog groomer near me, 260. So these are people that know they have a very difficult dog. And if you are comfortable doing that, which you're probably not, but if you are, then um, senior dog groomers near me again, certified cat groomer near me. 
So if you have the certifications, even if you're for dog, you can take the same thing, certified dog groomers. If you have any certifications, if you have any awards, you can put this information on your website. Um, I know I'm kind of going a little too hard on the website idea, but I want to show this because this type of data is essentially how you can try to, uh, and this is kind of when the promotion of gaining new clients. I do want to share a couple ideas before I end this on things you can do to help retain and also um, grow the business through the retention and referrals. So I'll step away from this and let's go back to Debbie's pet grooming here. And we'll go back to the, the Google My Business. So once you've claimed this, you'll see this is where customers can leave reviews. This is another indication that the business is operating and functioning because as, as customers leave reviews, it's a signal to Google that the business is open. Secondly, obviously, you get good favorable reviews. It's going to help those looking uh, for a dog groomer to choose you. So one of your challenges or one of your goals should be to try to get more reviews. And what I recommend here is don't do a campaign. So if you haven't claimed your Google uh, My Business listing yet and you and you do it now, don't go out and, and try to get like 50 reviews at one time. What you want to create is an organic process for your customers to easily leave reviews. You can do this in a lot of different ways. The best way is first make it super simple for them to um, to leave a review. So one of the ways to do that, we'll go to a client in another industry that we work with. Oops, let me get out of that. So we make it here in the footer, like this button, review us on Google. And when you click that, it takes them not to not just the the local my business result, but it pops up the window where they can start start typing their review. Um, it's a little a little complex, um, but not too hard. I, I can again include that in the in the description or in the notes. Um, and you can see this client is one of our clients. He's got thirty nine reviews, all five stars, and they come in at a at a at a good regular basis. And we worked with him to explain how to set this up. And we, I recommend the same for your grooming shop. What you want to do is as the customer is picking up the dog and they're happy, that's the best time for you to ask for the review. So again, it has to be a simple process though. And if you can maybe have a tablet, you know, by the, by the counter, um, and encourage them, Hey, you know, can you please leave us a review and just click that button and boom, they can log in and, and start filling it out. That that's one way. A better way though, is to let them do it on their own time, but again, make it easy. So what I would recommend is this, I know it's going to seem crazy and it might seem to take a lot of time. I would print out some postcards, self-mailing postcards, that say, you know, I don't know, like a thank you note. And if you have time, handwrite, just handwrite a thank you note. Maybe do it for your best clients. But handwrite the thank you note and then um, mail this to them. 
And then at the same time, at the end of the note, you can have this part printed on the card um, about saying our business grows through referrals. Um, we kindly appreciate if you take two minutes to leave us a review and then give like a, a bitly short link or something so they can just quickly go to same thing. They go to that. It pops up the the review part and they're able to leave the review quickly. And you're doing this in a way you're mailing these out. You maybe you mail out at the end of every week, you mail out five, six, and maybe one or two of them fill it out. And now you're starting to get like this system where you're getting a, a good review every or one or two every week, maybe more. But what you want more than anything is consistency. If all of a sudden Google goes, okay, they had no reviews for two years and then they got 50 in one week, it doesn't come across as organic and it looks like the company pushed for those reviews and you do want to push for them, but you want to do it in a way still that it's a natural flow. Um, so again, that goes back to the lifetime value. You're doing something that be authentic about it. Don't do it just because you want the review legitimately, like thank them for their business. Um, you know, you could go, you could take it a step further if you really want to go and be exceptional, which is good if you can do it. Um, if you could even set up something where you could print a postcard with that person's dog on it. I mean, so I, again, I know, I, I know you don't, it's, you know, press for time and everything, but if you can create things like this, where you have a system where it's just kind of automatic, but I would, I would do things like that too. Cause that applies to social media. You're taking, uh, you taking photos of the dogs, posting those on your social media account, Facebook, Instagram, it, it's demonstrating your ability. I would also use hashtags relating to maybe some of the techniques you used. Um, so again, like hand stripping in the, in the case, you might want to put that in there. Uh, but show, show like your work, demonstrate your work, show like the, like you, you're proud of what the work that you do. Um, and you post that on the social media account and then encourage your, your clients to follow you on those social media accounts and, and, you know, obviously share with their friends. A lot of people are going to do this. They're going to see their cute little dog all polished up, looking beautiful, a nice photo on your social media account. They're probably going to share that post with all of their friends. And now you just got free advertising. So I think I'm going to wrap it up because I think this is going on a little long, um, but I hope it was informative. Like I said, there's a million other things I could talk about, but I think I gave some good advice. Um, hopefully that is basically free. The only thing I'll add is I'll go back to this keyword tool here. This gives us an, a general idea of the cost per click for, for some of these uh, search terms. And you can see roughly on average, you're probably looking at about a $2 per click cost. Um, what we don't know is the conversion rate of this. So let's say you had a total, uh, let's just say it's $2.50 and you were to get 10 clicks. So you spend $25 if one of those 10 clicks to your website converted, they became a customer. Um, is that worth it? You know, so are you, can you spend $25 
to pick up a, and acquire a new customer. Um, that's up to you to decide. I, I would say based on what I imagine a lifetime value of a new customer is, and you, and you want to grow the business, I would say by all means, it's probably worth it. Um, I would rather spend again, and just if, if I have a client that's a groomer, I would, this is how we would make decisions. Um, we would look to see if we were to rank for one of these keywords, number one, realistically, how much visibility will we get? Second, how much effort is going to be involved to, and, and what's the realistic probability of actually ranking organically number one? And then third, determine what are we going to have to do to make that happen? How much time, how much hours, what kind of content we ought to create, or do we just pay? Um, and in some cases I would probably venture to say it might be worth saying, look, let's put 50 bucks or a hundred bucks towards very specific keywords. And you only pay if, if they click on the ad. And um, like I said, if you have a, if you have a 10% conversion rate, you're going to be spending about $25 to pick up a new customer. And then it's your job as the owner of the business to make sure that that customer is satisfied. And so it's not a one-time visit that they're going to come back. And again, this is where you use the social media. This is where you use the, the postcard idea. Um, you know, maybe the first time it's a, first customers, you, you do something extra special, like you, you, maybe something that you don't normally do, like make that first experience, like, like, wow, you want it to be such an exceptional experience that they talk about it, that they're like, wow, I've never, never been treated like that before. And then you get the free advertising. So you spend the $25 to get the, the new client, but then that new client is spending or the value of what they're saying is worth $250. So again, I hope, I hope this was helpful. Um, and there's, I'll put, I'll put a link to my Facebook uh, account and my Twitter account, and also have a link for you to access this, uh, lifetime value calculator. And, uh, I'll probably throw a couple other little things in there that might help you. I'll put some instructions on how to claim your Google business listing and then also how to manage it. Um, so if you've already claimed it, um, just some short, uh, tips on how you can leverage that better. Um, all right. Well, cool. I appreciate it. And uh, hopefully Ryan will have me back and we can do a fun interview in the future. Hey everyone. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast with Grooming Unleashed, um, where I shared marketing advice. I realized at the end, I never gave the link uh, to download all the information that I had promised. I'm still actually working on that and putting it together. So here's what I recommend. Follow Grooming Unleashed on Instagram or Facebook, or you can email me or actually, yeah, email me at kevin at bluelinksmarketing.com and links is spelled L-Y-N-X and I will send you um, information so you can download everything. Or you can also follow me on Twitter at bluelinksmktg and my Facebook is facebook.com forward slash alvarez.kevin. That's my personal Facebook account. So you can also uh, friend me there, message me, and I'll make sure that you get what I promised. Thank you.